Right, good evening everyone. Tonight we are focusing on God's Promises, a two-way conversation. I was going for a walk this week and um, it just came to me. We've been talking about that we can come to the Father, we can come into his presence. We were discussing who the Father is, who we are in relation to the Father, that we are children of God. From that, when I was going for a walk, this, talk, this topic came up, these words a two-way conversation that prayer is a two-way conversation we'll start with what is prayer prayer is a conversation with God it is an act of talking to God but it is also an act of listening to God so it's not a one-sided conversation hence the title it is an expression of our relationship with our Heavenly Father and through prayer entering his presence we spend more time with him our relationship grows deeper and then we begin to see and understand how much God loves us. And we have the awareness that we are dependent on God for our needs. We were independent before, but when we choose Jesus and we live for him, we become dependent on him because he supplies all of our needs in Christ Jesus. Prayer has no limits because God is unlimited. God is not a created being, unlike us. He's not got any limit or height or depth or breadth. He is utterly indescribable, uncontainable in his glory and majesty. And we can take comfort that God isn't like us. So any expectations or preconceptions we have, because we have them, God doesn't have those. And his ways are above ours, and he does things differently than what we expect. The beautiful thing of prayer is that we can speak to God 24-7. He listens to us. James 1 verse 19 says that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Now that is in general context of human uh, Christian living. But when I read that, I thought when we approach God... When we listen, we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. We are entering the presence of the King of Kings. And he, of course, responds to prayer. He's not silent with prayer. He responds and he gives you one of three answers. It's a bit more in depth than this, but this is what it boils down to. Yes, no, or wait. Now, we may think that's a bit unfair and a bit irritating, but think about this, if you have children, if you said yes to them all the time, they'd get what they want and they wouldn't learn. If you said no all the time, then they would resent you. If you said wait all the time, they would get discouraged and impatient. You choose the response befitting to the prayer. And our Heavenly Father knows what the outcome of that prayer is. It made me think of the film Bruce Almighty where um, Jim Carrey, he speaks to God and he was saying how easy it is to be God. And God says, okay, you can, you can try and do my job. And he starts off with 1.5 million prayers. And that's within his local area in a few minutes. And he tries to answer them very quickly. And that 1.5 million evolves into 3.5 million. And he thought, oh no, this is hopeless. I'll just answer them all with yes. <laughs> and of course, 
everyone wins the lottery, everyone gets the car of their dreams. It just goes to show you the vanity of some people, what they ask for in prayer. Because the essence of prayer is entering into God's presence. Now, of course, we ask, how can we pray? How can I pray? Well, first of all, you're not limited to your bedroom. You're not limited to the side of your bed about nine o'clock at night, making the same petition that you make every single night. You can pray at work. You can pray when you're walking. You can pray when you're driving, albeit with your eyes open. But you can pray anywhere and everywhere. In the shower. Heck, even on the toilet. There's no limit. There's no place set for prayer. Sometimes we struggle with what we want to say to God. Or we can't give words to our prayer. But of course, Jesus prayed in the mornings. Several times in the Gospels, it says that he rose early to pray, to spend time with his heavenly father. And what a model that is to base your life on. You wake up, we have our breakfast, our physical food. Do we spend time with God? Do we pray? Do we seek his word? Do we have our spiritual nourishment as quickly as we want our physical nourishment? Of course, Jesus prayed every morning and that equipped him for the day that set him up. And he is the model for us to follow. Romans 8, 26, our verse for this talk is, The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, sometimes we go through struggles in life. We go through tough times, trials. Sometimes people hurt us. Sometimes we hurt others. Sometimes we are left without words to be able to say anything to God. But God knows our mind. He knows our thoughts. He knows our hearts. He knows our heart's desire. And even in the toughest of times when we can't even give words to the hurt or the pain or the anguish, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. God knows the desires of our hearts. We should live a lifestyle where we are in God's presence continually. As we were saying last week, God calls us into his presence day by day. And it is by living in his presence that we can align our lives to him. We can make the right decisions. We can make the right choices. We can be guided by his word. We can be guided by what he says to us when we spend time with him. Ephesians 6.18 speaks about praying at all times in the spirit. It doesn't say sometimes or once or twice. It says all times. Consciously, we are in. Consciously live in God's presence in all you do. And a verse that's very dear to me, it's up on my uh, wall. And it's Psalm 144, verse 2. He is my faithful love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer he is my shield and i take refuge in him do we do that with god do we make him our shield our hiding place do we acknowledge that he's our fortress our stronghold our deliverer he is our faithful love and his love never fails of course the um the bible does give us a bit of a guide on how to pray there's the uh model prayer the lord's prayer 
but it was what the, disi- the disciples asked him, how should we pray? So I think it's more apt to call it the disciples' prayer. And it goes like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. That's quite a lot in a short space of time, that prayer. It covers many different things. It covers confession, thankfulness, praising, petition. Now, of course, when we do sin, we need to confess that to God. But we don't wait, shouldn't wait until the end of the day. If you slip up, say there and then, Lord, I'm sorry. Guide me, help me. I submit and surrender to you. Don't hold on to it. Just give it up there and then. God knows you've done it and he wants, to, he wants you to confess it and give it over to him and ask for his guidance going forward. Thankfulness. We should be thankful to God for what he's done in our lives, for what he continues to do in our lives, for the trials that he's guided us through and the lessons that we have learned. We should bring them to mind constantly. We should praise him, praise him with song, praise him with our words, praise him with our hearts, praise him with our minds. And of course, the last petition. Now, how many of us skip confession, thankfulness and praise before we get to our petition? I'm not saying that's a, I'm not being legalistic. That is not set order of prayer. Give to God the bad, we've, the wrong things we've done. Lord, I'm sorry for this. Thank you for this. Lord, I lift your name on high. Spend time magnifying who he is and be changed by that because repeating God's word and God's promises changes us. We set our hearts and our minds more in him and so that we walk closer to him. And it's through that we will be guided to what we ask rather than just rolling out a shopping list. We will ask different things because we will know what the Lord wants us to ask for. King David, he was honest before God. Yes, sure, he was a murderer and an adulterer. But if you read Psalms, he acknowledges very clearly, very openly his problems. He's very quick to praise God and to proclaim who God is in his life and to submit to him and ask him for guidance. I would say this, if you're unsure about anything, when you come to prayer, just praise and worship him. Stick some worship music on. They all have verses from the Bible and God's word is truth and it is powerful. Let it dwell in you richly and let it wash over you as you sing it and meditate on it. God's word is very powerful. Now, prayer has many benefits to our life. We are in God's presence. We are keeping close to him by choosing to be in him. Consciously, day by day, if we're struggling, if we're going on our path, if something deflects our attention, we can quickly bring God to mind so we can remain in his presence. And of course, by keeping close to him, by being mindful of God, you could say that we are less likely to sin because our thoughts are on God and not of our bodily desires. It says in, I think it's Galatians, um, walk by the spirit and you won't gratify the fleshly desires. 
it's one or the other invest time and energy in the spirit rather than the flesh and one thing that came to mind preparing this was that prayer is exercising trust in god and it builds up our faith in him right this is taken from 2 peter chapter 1 verses 5 to 7 for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness goodness with knowledge knowledge with self-control self-control with endurance endurance with godliness godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love things are how prayer can change us and it ends with love god is love we are being changed more and more into his image day by day but maybe that's what you need for your prayers to be answered a revelation of the truth to be guided as to what you offer up to the lord we should wait in expectance of God. But you may ask, what do we do while we wait? And we draw close to God. And we grow in relationship with him through being in his presence, studying his word, asking for him through the spirit to reveal to us the truth of his word. We will know God in a more intimate way and our prayers will be more aligned to God's will. John 14, 14 says that ask anything in my name and I will do it. Of course, that means according to his will and purpose. If God tells us to do something or he opens a door, we should follow it. But if we are unsure, I would advise you seek out a mature Christian or a mentor. But we must remember God is sovereign. He does what he wants, when he wants how he wants and he doesn't ask your permission god is near to all who call out to him to all who call on him in truth i want to encourage you to spend time in his presence and spend time in the word and it's enriching to your life but i'll leave you with this question are you prepared to listen to god and be changed through prayer Amen. Now, I've got a few questions for us. Number one, do you have difficulty with praying? Number two, do you have set times of prayer or do you pray spontaneously? Sorry, what are your experiences of them and have you tried both? And number three, what are you prepared to be challenged by God through prayer? <laughs>